Welcome to the Colts Reunion Podcast, a conversation with former Colts players. A look back at their career, what they're up to now, and how the Colts played a positive role in their lives. Welcome to the Colts Reunion Podcast, our audio series here in the summertime, catching up with former Colts players to talk about their lives after football and their memories with the Indianapolis Colts. I'm Matt Taylor with Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks. We're inside the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio, and our guest today is arguably the greatest tight end in the history of the Indianapolis Colts franchise, Dallas Clark. Dallas played for the Colts from 2003 to 2011, and what a story he has. A walk-on in Iowa to play linebacker, and then the Hawkeye coaching staff influenced him to move from defense to tight end. And what a payoff that was. Clark turned into the best tight end in college football. He won the John Mackey Award in 2002 and was drafted right away by former Colts GM Bill Polian the following season in the first round. Clark won a Super Bowl with the Colts, was named to the Pro Bowl and first-team All-Pro in 2009, caught over 500 passes and over 5,600 yards and 53 touchdowns in 11 seasons in the NFL. And he holds the franchise record for receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns by a tight end. And that's the setup with number 44, Dallas Clark. Dallas, great to hear your voice again, man. Thank you so much for the time today. How are you? Matt, I am phenomenal, and uh, I can't thank you guys enough for asking me. And, Bill, I appreciate you. Uh, so what people don't know, like when I, when I was a rookie and uh, Bill Brooks was one of the first guys he took us to the rookie symposium with him with with Steve Chaplin, and uh, and those two guys like instantly kind of became like your brothers of of just kind of you know guys within the organization that obviously Bill with his amazing uh, resume, but uh, but to have a guy like that for a player to come in, and I've always looked up to Bill obviously as a kid watching him play on TV, so then all of a sudden like holy crap, this is Bill Brooks, and, and he's showing me around and telling me what to do and. And now, you know, and, and obviously, you know, being a big part of the Colts family, obviously at that point, I had no idea whether I was staying a day or, or, <laughs> or, or 11, you know, nine years with them. So, you know, you never know. So um, I've always uh, I've always had the best respect for Bill. And this is exciting to to uh, to be be on here with you guys. Well, thanks, Dallas. I appreciate that. But it was easy uh, working with you because you were a guy that had you head on straight and want to do well and uh, put your head down and worked hard. So. Very easy to be around uh, you and uh, help you, and uh, you did a tremendous job while you were here with the Colts. Well, I know I had some big eyes that you had to try to call down. Just relax a little bit. <laughs> uh, had been a mile, a million miles a minute. No doubt, no doubt. So we're we're going to get into all of that, but uh, before we talk about your time with the Colts, and uh, of course, go down memory lane a little bit with you, Dallas. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself now, you know, kind of what life is, is like for you now, where you're at, and how your family's doing, the, the daily life Dallas Clark right now here in 2023, if you don't mind? Well, we don't, we don't want to lose our listeners, Matt. I am first gear living, buddy. I moved back to Iowa, back to hometown um to raise to raise our kids and uh and just kind of it's kind of funny like you you know you you always want to like get out and see the world and and you never thought that you'd you know want to come back but uh but as i got older and and uh and my wife were from here from the same hometown uh same area and just know it so well and you know there there's a lot of good and there's also a lot of bad of living you know in a small town you know it's just one of those things that it was just it just felt right it's like okay let's go back 
Uh, Indianapolis is an unbelievable, unbelievable city, unbelievable people. But honestly, like, I just, like, the whole Colts thing and, like, with my kids, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I just was like, man, I don't know if that, like, it's been easier for them to, like, be them here. Sure, than, sure. You know, because cause here I'm just that guy. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, just, you know, just a guy that used to do something. But, uh, you know, but there I think it would be constant – you know, a reminder of, of, of the awesome times and, and not, not that it was bad, but there's just, sure. just there's, uh, here we can play all four sports. You know, you don't have to, you know, when they come out of the womb, you don't have to pick what sport they're going to play. You know, I mean, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, like I said, there's a lot of good. Uh, so we live back here and I, uh, I became a farmer, never planted a single seed in my life. Uh, my, <laughs> my, uh, my dad was, uh, was a kind of self-taught engineer mechanic. He fixed everything. Um, so I was around it, but that, that, that guy, he didn't teach me a dang thing. Like he's, he's one of those guys that just like, you know, I'm around it. I, I should learn it, you know? And so I've had to learn so much and, and there's so many great people. Um, and I got into farming cause I love the work aspect of it. Yeah. And obviously with, uh, um, with, with auto sphere and all that stuff, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. So when I, when I got into farming, I was like, Oh, I got to learn the hard way. I got to. I'm not going to do the auto steer. I'm going to be able, I'm, I, I, you know, I need to learn, you know, how to, you know, how to do this. And, and so when you do organic, you have to transition your field uh, for three years. They can't have any chemicals, anything sprayed, no fertilizer, no, no, no pesticides, nothing. And so I just grew alfalfa on my, my family farm. So it's a, the Clark, it's been in the family uh, name for over a hundred years. It's a century farm. Wow. And so I turned it into organic, and uh, and so I planted alfalfa, and it was a really dry day, and I had you know the di- uh, on the seeder uh, on the drill seed, I had I had the disc, and I had my my nephew in the in the cab with me, and we're doing old school, right? I mean, dust is flying, all that, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, hey, keep the line, all right, keep the line, and uh, and I swear, I'm like, I-, I think we've already done this line. I can't I can't see a thing. I mean, I was a I was a 1980s farmer for about three hours. I called up John Deere and said, "Hey, can you give me RTK, which is the the auto steer uh, right, right. Uh, mechanism that goes onto the truck?" I'm like, "Hey, how fast could you get my tractor hooked up?" They're like, uh, "It takes 45 minutes." I'm like, "Get up here now!" I, and then, and sure enough, about two weeks later, when the alfalfa starts coming out, the one end of the field is just loaded. I mean, I mean, I got so much alfalfa that i re over plant i overseeded right right oh my god it was uh <laughs> it was hilarious so so that just kind of gives you an idea of what my last seven years uh of farming i'm still asking questions i'm i'm taking i'm, I'm growing soybeans for the first time i was doing uh oats and corn was my rotation and so now i'm getting into soybeans so i'm going to do soybeans this year wow. and uh and 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 so i'm excited about that and uh and, and that's gonna be a lot of work because i get to take my kids to bomb guards and i get to go and have them pick out any hoe that they want i'm like all right <laughs> make, make sure you fall make sure you fall in love with it because we're gonna go we're gonna learn how to walk beans kids and they're gonna be like what's that i'm like well i got paid five bucks a, an hour from uncle tom uh when when we walked his field back in 86 uh and you know what inflation you know is 10 bucks fair i think I think ten bucks is fair. So we're gonna, we're, we're going to see we're going to see how many hours they want to walk beans for this summer. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it for sure. Uh, right? I know. Dallas, it seems like you're really enjoying, you know, farm life and, and doing things on the farm. And farming is hard work. It's, it's very tough work. But 
you also got involved in something else that's very difficult, and that's a triathlete, being a, tri- actually a yeah. triathlon and being a triathlete. Now, I talked to you last year uh, during Tark Glenn's induction to the Ring of Honor. You told me about the triathlon. What made you decide to compete in a triathlon? I mean, that is very difficult. As, as I said, farming is hard, but competing in a triathlon yeah. is very difficult. Well, Bill, you know how we're wired, buddy. Like we are. Like I, I, I If I stop competing, just put me in the ground. Like I, I get over. Like I, I don't want to live. Like if I can't compete, if I can't push myself, if I can't try to do something that someone says I can't, um, then w- what's the point? Like, come on, let's let's, let's just close the curtain. Let, let's let's end this thing. So I, uh, I got. I was kind of getting in a, a a little slump of just like working out and just kind of like like just challenges and things like that i guess uh physically and and so i um i was talking to a buddy of mine we're at the we're at the county fair we're at the old tractor poles and uh you know great place where you you know you decided to become a triathlete and uh and so we're sitting there and he told me that he did a, a triathlon uh back in the day back uh back when he was about 50 pounds lighter and i'm just like what like you did a try. I'm like, he's like, yeah. He's like, it's incredible. I'm like, I was just thinking about doing a marathon. You know, I was thinking, you know, because I was just like, you know, a marathon would be a good, a good challenge. You know, but then I was then when he said triathlon, I'm like, you know what? Anyone can do a marathon. Like that's kind of easy. And so like I'm like, I got no, I gotta no, no, it's it's yeah. not, not really. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, and 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 here's what I tell people. Like, like you can do it. Like. How you feel afterwards, like, I don't care about that. We're not talking about that. Like, we're talking, right, right. can you do it? Yes, you can do it. Like, anyone can do it. Like, come on. Like, we, I mean, there's been amazing stories about people that have done it. it it's, it's about pure will. It's about pure want. It's basically sure. life. Like, sure. it's just, like, if you want to do something, roll your sleeves up and go do it. Like, it, it, it's, and we can find a million reasons not to. Like, you just need one reason to do it. And what's crazy about this, so we talked about that. I kid you not, a week later, I'm out in Canton, Ohio for Peyton's induction to the hall of fame and uh and so we're golfing austin collie and a bunch of old you know uh, saturday i mean just every phenomenal time and we're on the green and i can still see it and collie's like hey i'm thinking about doing an iron man and i about dropped my putter i'm like what'd you say he's like i'm thinking about doing iron man i'm like dude i just looked into that i go i i'm, I'm thinking about doing that he's like yeah he's like I'll, let's do it you want to do it yeah let's do it okay so we found we're going to do Oceanside. Oceanside is uh, out in California, North San Diego. It was just like, okay, let's uh, let, let, let's do it. Well, fast forward, Tony Kanan, who I trained with back in St. Vincent uh, there in Indy, mm-hmm. uh, became good friends with him. I remember he had done it. And so I called him. I'm like, Tony, hey, do you have anyone? I'm like, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to do an Ironman, like I, I want to do Kona. Like I, I want, I mean, I, I, let's, let's, let's just go right to the, That's the, big to one. the heart of it all. The big one, and so, God willing, he he got me in in contact with uh, with some great dudes, and they they pulled some strings. They got me in on the Ironman Foundation as the only way because I wasn't going to qualify. Right. So Ironman Foundation is a, I've learned what they're all about. They're an amazing organization. They've given over you know a million dollars, two million dollars uh, uh, since their existence to the communities that they go and 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 have their competitions at, and so it's a phenomenal organization that, that, you know, I, they were telling me, I'm like, well, actually that's kind of funny because I want to raise money. Like I don't want to be the only one to benefit. I mean, my kids are sacrificing because I'm going to take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want, you know, I, I want someone else to benefit for this. So 
I was thinking, I'm like, you know what, I could raise money. Uh, kids were a big, big part of me. Bill, I know you came to some of my events uh, yes. with with uh, Make-A-Wish um, back in Indy. An amazing organization and uh, just amazing people. And we had some galas and things like that there. And so kids have always been deep into my just, like, heartbeat. And so uh, so I'm like, all right, said Family Children's Hospital, Iowa City. If you guys haven't checked out the wave, Google the wave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, and it's the best tradition. It's unbelievable. I know there's a lot of Hoosier and Purdue and Boilermakers and and, uh, and Indiana State and everyone, uh, you know. So, but check out across, across Iowa. The people you don't like, I know, I, I get it, but I, we can all come together and, and agree that this might be one of the coolest freaking traditions. Oh, it is, without ever. a doubt. And it is, and it is hard. I mean, I and I've got, I've gone to many of games, and the the next one is like the first. I mean, it is just your your heart gets really heavy uh, for a few minutes, and uh, it's it's special. So I wanted to help them. Reached out to Peyton. I'm like, hey, dude, are you still big involved in your? I knew obviously he had a hospital. I just didn't know. I had you know, heard of like, you know, right. where is he, where he's at with that? He's like, absolutely. And I'm like, Hey, I want, I want to help you out. And he's like, all right, great. So got the, got the bit or got the, got the green light to run in Kona. I've never swam in the ocean. And so that's where, uh, so that's where, uh, Kali and I, uh, Kali was going to do a half and that's where Kali and I are a little different. I'm like, dude, I'm like, what? You're really, you're going to do a half Ironman. <laughs> Why not do a full iron? Like I, that's like, I'm only gonna eat half the pizza. Like, why would you eat the whole pizza? I, I, I don't get it. And I'm like, well, anyway, I go. I need to do a half. I need to swim in the ocean. So we looked, and that's how we came upon uh, Oceanside. It worked out perfect. Get to get to swim in the Pacific, and uh, and so just a side story on that one. So April second, uh, 2022. I'm out in California. I'm out in Oceanside. That Friday, the day before the race, I get. My, the awesome people at Roca, they give me my wetsuit because the ocean's about 50 whatever freaking degrees. It's yeah. April, you know, <laughs> haven't had a chance to warm up much, and it is cold. And the way, and so they're like, hey, you might want to go out in the ocean and, uh, you know, and, and try the, you know, try swimming in the the wake there and the surf. And I'm like, okay. So I got out there, and the people are literally surfing. And, and, I, and I'm like, oh my Lord. And it's four o'clock in the afternoon. And so I have my goggles on, my, and I've been swimming at the YMCA for the last six months. So I'm ready for this, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're right. I mean, 77-degree water. Right. And uh, it's, it's 25 yards long. And I get in this ocean, and it is kicking my – and I, I can't say it for the kids. But, it, you know, it, and, I, and I'm swimming, and I go underneath. You know, they, they tell you to go underneath the wave, and then you come up, swim, 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 another, another break's coming. You swim, 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 go under it, and I'm trying this, and I am getting thrown around like a rag doll. Wow. And I'm and I'm uh, and I'm like, oh boy, I got a I got a problem here. And so I uh, and and like I said, this God was with me the whole way because not only did I uh, get into the Kona, but I got connected uh, obviously through uh, Tony Kanad, but he got me in touch with Mark Allen. Mark Allen was my is my coach. And if you don't know Mark Allen, Mark Allen is a six-time Ironman champion. Not 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 participant. Right. Oh yeah. Champion. I mean, this guy back. I mean, I I, I did some history because I hadn't heard the name, and, and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, no offense, but I I, had, I googled you, but that was like, holy crap, this this is like you know having Peyton Manning teach you how to play, you know, throw throw a football. Absolutely. And uh, and and so this guy is the man. And so I took back to the hotel. I'm like, Mark, we might have a problem. And he goes, What's wrong? He goes, He goes, I I don't think I can get through the surf. 
And uh, he's like, what? He's like, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't, he's like, Dallas? He's like, don't worry. He's like, that's why we go, that's why we go in six in the morning. The cert, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the waves aren't that bad. They're not that strong. You're at four in the afternoon. It's the strongest part of the day. He's like, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Okay. You know, good coach, right? You know, <laughs> hey, we're down by 14. Let's go. You know, you know, Tony, coach Dungey, a uh, little pep talk. And I wake up the next morning, and we're walking down to the ocean, pitch dark, pitch dark. And I'm hearing something. I'm like, uh, yeah, those waves still sound angry to me. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not a gun. He, he, he. And so we get, you know, the sun's slowly coming up. But by that time, I mean, there's 2,000, uh, you know, 15 high. Forget how many were at that race, but just a ton. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and so uh, you're you're in it. I mean, you, and all of a sudden, it's just like, I mean, it's game day. You're in the suit. It's kind of like putting on your pad. I mean, it's just like it's just like no mess around. It's just and I, and you run out of the beach and you jump into that surf and you just. I mean, I put my nose down. And I finished my. That was a half. So I finished that uh, in 40 minutes. That Jeez. that uh, you know 1.2 mile swim. Uh, out in the ocean, and and I saw a lot of surf. A lot, there's a lot of lifeguards out there just hanging out surfboards, and I met them because my steering wasn't very. I took a wide route. I took a wide route. Said, Billy, you would not have, you would not have liked my route. It was not crisp. It was not. It was not clean. It was a little, I bananaed it a little bit. I, I think oh, got to sharpen that. Got to got to sharpen that right off. So yeah, so it. I fell in love with, it. and then the biking. Um, and then the running, I mean, and, and, and I apologize to get along with, I get it. I mean, this, this, no, we love this it. is exciting. We love it, it. It's, it's awesome. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, but here's the thing, guys, uh, I fell in love with something, this triathlon, you know, swimming, uh, biking, running. And, and, and I, and I am in the middle of God's great earth of, of mm-hmm. nowhere and I'm surrounded by cornfields. And so, like to, to become a triathlete, to be, be really good to like, to just be able to, I mean, I had to drive, you know, the closest indoor swimming pool is about 30 miles from here. And, and, and to put that into city terms, um, that's like a, a that's like a 40 minute, you know, 35 mm-hmm. minute drive, uh, you know, and it, so like to do that three times a day, um, and then to find a bike, like people are, we're a bunch of hicks farmers, like no one's looking for bikes. Like, you know, you know, people riding bikes around here, you know, like, like you're an adult riding a bike, you know, I mean, it's just like, like, why? <laughs> like only kids ride bikes, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's just not a you know, so people aren't looking for bikes on the road. So like you hear all the time in, in the state of Iowa, I'm part of this, uh, this bike coalition uh, in the state of Iowa and people are getting hit all the time on, on roads. And it's just like, I'm not, I'm not going to die. I love it. I got to, you know, so I, I have to find these trails that just, you know, so I get scared on the road to be honest with you. And so it's just, so it's really hard to just kind of to be competitive to, to to do this daily. The running part obviously easy, um, but uh, but yeah. So the swimming and so to be able to do this, mm-hmm. only swimming in the ocean once. And now we're going to just go to the big boys, and we're going to go to Kona, the 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 birthplace of of the, the the Iron Man, and to to be surrounded in that tradition, to be just engulfed in. In, in 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 just all the people and 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 all the great athletes and and there's just some bill they don't look like me there they, they, <laughs> i mean they, i mean they are they're you know they're thought out shotguns i mean they are you know shorter just little like little like just stocky just tough tough men and women and uh and i mean it's just it's, uh, it's an unbelievable uh environment to be around those those athletes and and uh and and just incredible and to see the to go down 
the professional, like where they had all their bikes lined up as we were going to get into our, uh, into the age group, um, was just incredible to see the bikes and the technology and, and to think that the winner won in seven hours and like well, 37 well. minutes, seven hours, did a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and then Oof. a 26.2 full marathon. It's amazing. And, and what's awesome is to be able to, you know, it's like, we can't get a guy that, you know, that, that, you know, that's the third guy into Lucas oil and Hey, throw on some pads. You get to go play with the big boys today. Right. You know, that that's physically and just obviously not possible. Well, this, this arena, it's pretty darn cool to mm-hmm. be, for me to be about 35 minutes behind the best in the world. Like, and Oh, by the way, just so people don't know, I, I learned this. So, so the Kona championship, the only people that get to do Kona, is you qualified, you finished in the top five in your age bracket at a Kona event the prior year. That's the only way, and then obviously if you're pro, then I'm sure you get exemptions and things like that. But other than that, it's those people and then the Ironman Foundation athletes, which is me. I had a guy come up to me, so excited, hey, are you Dallas? I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, guess what? There's only two people out of 4,000 athletes because they had to make up for Kona or, or for COVID. So they had two days of this. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, out of all 4,000 athletes, there's only two people that have never done a full Ironman. You and me. Oh, boy. Like, oh, boy. So that, that guy and this guy were the only guys that our very first Ironman, full Ironman, was Kona, yeah. which is like the Super you know, Bowl. going right in. Yeah, going yeah. right into calculus and say, hey, give me your best test, teacher. Like, yeah. What do you got? So, but to be able to be on that course and to be able to, so what it took me to basically bike my 112, I, I think I finished my bike in five, a little over five hours. My my swim is my best. I finished my swim in an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, and it was, that was, I mean, that's like swimming in a queer. I mean, that water was absolutely perfect, gorgeous, and just, I mean, I was, and obviously just jacked up. So, mm-hmm. but then the, then the run, uh, I mean, the marathon, uh, but Tony Canaan was out there with me. I saw him on the track. We passed each other twice. And man, getting a hug from Tony Kanan uh, in the middle of the race, uh, you know, it was just, I mean, that guy, if you don't know Tony, that guy is a beaming, uh, a beam of light, like wherever he goes. He oh, yeah. Dies. Always and, so and positive. Yeah. Always. The, 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 the sweetest human on this earth and just so encouraging and just great, great, great guy. And so to have him see him on the path, and I, I saw him late. It was like I had about eight miles left. It was pitch dark. I said, we, we actually passed each other on a, on a fueling station. And it was just by chance. It was like, Tony, hey, hey give it, give it, you know, get in here. And, I mean, it was awesome. He's like, you got this. You got it. You know, it, was, it was awesome. So just, it was like, I, I mean, I can, if I, if I let myself get, I mean, it, it is a, it's an emotional, I mean, I cried like a couple times. On, I, I don't know why. I, I don't know what, it's just, it's amazing. I, I, I don't understand that part, mm-hmm. but it's just like, there's just something very like taking your body to a place that you're like, what? I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it's like, but you know, there's something going on. Like when all of a sudden you just start crying and you're like, and, and the best part coming across and Mike Riley. And again, another tradition I never, I never knew about. I mean, I, I heard Dallas Clark, you are an Ironman. I just assumed Mike Riley did that for the guy that, and the gal that win it. Right. I didn't know. He does it for every athlete and hearing, and this is his last year. And, th- and if anyone doesn't know, that's like, you know, that's like, um, you know, Al Michaels retiring or, or John Madden, you know, I mean, I, like that's, he's the voice 
of Iron Man, and he told the story at the at the um, kind of ceremony, uh, the opening ceremonies uh, a few days before. He, he they had a big thing for him, which is very very honored and, and very deserved. But he told the story about how he came up with that, about how he had a he was he was Iron Man himself, and he was hurt that day. And the guy, the guy that run into Iron Man was like, "Hey, you know all these athletes. Why don't you just uh, why don't you announce? Because uh, you know all the athletes coming across." And he met a guy um, that was racing, and he just didn't have it. He's just like, he's like, Mike, I, I I don't got it today. And he was like, "Oh, come on, man. Hey, don't forget, you are an Iron Man." And so, so the guy does well. He crosses the line. I forget the guy's name, but he's like, "Hey, hey, Bill Brooks, remember I told you you are an Iron Man?" And the crowd erupted. And he was like, whoa, what was that? And so the next person came across, he's like, you know, uh, you know, Dallas Clark, you are an Iron Man. And he's just like, and, and all of a sudden the crowd got, crowd got bigger and bigger. And he was just like, Matt Taylor, you are an Iron Man. And, and he's like, holy cow, I got something here. So that's the birth of you are an Iron Man. I'm getting goosebumps telling about it. Right. But hearing, hearing that guy say your name and then seeing my beautiful children and, uh, yes. and, 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 and and the lights and the and it's so intimate and uh, I mean I mean it's it's amazing it is it, it's just I mean I mean and obviously we 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 got to the top in in uh, in the NFL and and I mean and and no offense to the Super Bowl you know but it's there's some very similar like you know just kind of like some you know I don't know there's just very similar. Um, um, feelings there of like wow, there's just uh, accomplishment uh, there. So it was pretty, it was pretty wild. Well, it's fascinating stuff. And again, you are to be uh, congratulated, Dallas. We can't thank you enough for for sharing that and the work that you did. All the money that you raised again for Peyton Manning's Children's Hospital in Indianapolis and the University of Iowa Stead Family uh, Children's Hospital. Obviously, it's very rewarding for yourself because of what you accomplished. But the way that you took other people along with you in your journey is just uh it's simply amazing let's hit the rewind button a little bit go back to to where it kind of all started there at iowa uh best tight end in the, in the country in 2002 dallas you won the john Mackey award coming out of college uh then you get drafted in the first round by the indianapolis colts so you come to indianapolis in 2003 and at that point dallas the colts they weren't yet like the the twelve and four juggernaut, right? They weren't winning AFC South uh, divisions every year. The Colts made the playoffs two of the three years before you got there, but uh, they weren't that perennial team that was a threat to win the Super Bowl every single year. But they did have a ton of pieces on offense in place already, like Peyton Manning uh, and Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, Edrin James, Tariq Glenn up front, Jeff Saturday up front. What what were your initial thoughts walking into the Colts locker room at that point in time with all of that talent on offense? Well, I mean, Matt, you you nailed it right there. I mean, I walked into that huddle with all those people you just named, and you're like, "Where? Okay, I'm at the wrong place." <laughs> like, where? They don't. They're fine. They they, they don't they don't need this guy. Uh, I mean, it was just like it was incredible. I mean, to be surrounded by those dudes and I mean so it just I put in my mind you know I mean it was a true like you know I had the walk-on mentality I walked on as a linebacker um you know thank God coach Ferentz saw that I really really was a bad linebacker and 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 you know maybe (laughs) let's try this tight end thing and thank God otherwise we would never have met I would be a a great uh, teacher 
and a coach somewhere, <laughs> which would have been perfectly fine. Uh, but uh, but it was a uh, it, it was one of those things where I walked in the huddle. I'm like, okay, I see what I got to do. I got to I got to earn it, mm-hmm. and I got to prove myself every day. And uh, and obviously that's the name of the business anyway. But I, I didn't know that. I mean, it was just more of a I could care less about the NFL. It was just more about like belonging, being being accepted into that huddle. You know, being knowing my role and doing it the best I can and, and to be, and to be, to be looked at as an equal in the, in that huddle. And so that was my challenge of like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, certainly don't want to make Bill Pullian look bad for obviously picking me. Cause you know, I'm sure people are like, who the hell, like what, what first pick, well, that's who we we're getting a kid from. I like, what, what are we doing? You know? So, uh, so there, you know, there's a lot of things to, uh, to get after and, and, uh, and proving myself uh, day one was was definitely that, and uh, and and that just kind of that just never leaves. I mean, that's just kind of one of those things that, you know, no matter what the accolades or no matter what that, it's just all always about, you know, bring it the next day. And that's kind of that environment. I mean, it's like we don't we don't sit in the locker room and talk about how awesome we are. It's you you sit in that locker room like, okay, what what do we got to do next? What do we got to do? I mean, you just you you know you, that's what that's what these podcasts are for. We can talk about how awesome we were. <laughs> you know, you, you don't have time to do that when you're in the locker room. I mean, you got you got the Titans, and the Patriots wanting to kill you. So we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta stay we gotta mm-hmm. stay sharp. Now, Dallas, you you know you play some big time football at Iowa, and you played it well. But playing college football and playing pro football is an adjustment. What was your biggest adjustment going from playing college football at Iowa to playing professional football with the Indianapolis Colts? Well, if you'd ask Tom Moore, our old offense coordinator, he'd probably say going on going on two or going on three, you know, because you know, every time you step off sides, he's like, "Hey, brother, we go, you know, we don't go on one here. Like we 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 have different snap counts." You know, That's pretty good. You know, That's pretty good, you're, right you're there. Going back. Yeah, I, I've had I've had plenty of practice. It's not good when you do Tom Moore's voice to Tom Moore. No, he he, he put. He puts up with it, but I know deep down inside he'd want to strangle me. So, uh, but uh, but I'm like, hey, so, but uh, but yeah, it, it it was just uh, it was the complexity, you know. I mean, obviously, I mean, I think just going from college to the NFL would just be a, a massive jump anyway. But to go from the to Iowa football to the Indianapolis Colts, Tom Moore, Peyton Manning offense. Now it's like, holy Lord, we got, we got some things, <laughs> we, we got some things to learn, you know? And, and it was a, you know, I mean, I think that's kind of the, the ongoing, like, Hey, when did you truly feel comfortable? And I, to me, it was like, we are year two, like mm-hmm. middle of the year. Like it was just kind of where I'm like, I feel like I'm, I can play fast. Mm-hmm. Like I, you yes. know, I, there's zero thinking right now. Just reacting. Um, and so, just react, right? Exactly. I mean, you think you're dead. I mean, if anyone watched Maverick uh, this this summer blockbuster movie, Tom Cruise, if you think you're dead, and, and I can't believe I just pulled out a line from, but uh, but I love that movie. <laughs> but anyway, it, but it's it's the NFL. If you think you're dead, and uh, and and you just can't you can't do it, and uh, and so that's kind of that's the the honing in on the craft that you have to work the off season work all you know thank god you have a quarterback that's just a, a perfectionist because we're going to run that route until he feels great about it until, and and usually if he feels great about it then you feel good about it uh and so it's one of those things it's just the camaraderie it's the timing it's the trust it's, there's just so many little little things that if one of them isn't right then the whole boat just kind of starts rocking a little bit you know and so 
so it's that it's that game of 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 learning that whole the whole gamut and just the the whole intricacies of the offense and and that was just kind of the true the true challenge and then obviously the the thing that Tom Moore always points out as well you know about week 10 yeah about week 9 week 10 he did it every year hey rookies hey guess what your football season is over our football season is just beginning right, and it's yeah. like 10,000 it's so true, but you're just like, good guy, can you put 10,000 more bricks on my shoulder there, bud? Because <laughs> I, I already had the world on my shoulder. Now you're putting more no doubt. pressure on. But but it's so true. It's just like, and your body's, you know, body's waving a white flag. You know, it's like, hey, hey, we're done by now. Like, right. we're, we, you know, we're, going, we're, we're on Christmas break right now. For and it's, sure. And it's now that the teeth are just showing now in the NFL. And so it's learning, you know, learning to take care of your body. It's listening to your body. It's, it's, it's you know, it's all that out trying to stay healthy, trying to stay sharp, you know, so it's just, it's amazing. And it is the funnest. It's incredible. I mean, there's no environment anywhere else in the world. And, uh, and, and to be a part of it is a true honor, true joy. And to come back and, you know, Tar Gillen last year, Peyton, Bill, Marv, you know, whoever, you know, throw a dart on an old Colts uh, on a hall of fame nod, you know, to get together with, you know, Bill, it's, it's seeing you guys, it's seeing I've seen you, you know, we haven't seen each other, you know, year, two years, whatever it is, but man, it's like, we just saw each other yesterday and yes, it's, you know, it's and, 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 and that stuff is priceless and people that aren't in it can say, Oh gosh, that's so uh, cliche. It's so no, I mean, no, I, I, it's, it's the, it's the best part of it. And it's, and then, but it just confirms that you're doing it with the right people because I think if you're doing it with the wrong people, you don't have those feelings. It's because yeah. I think we cared and loved yes. so much for each other. We wanted to battle for each other. We wanted to, we had each other's back. And I'm talking to to Wade, our our janitorial staff, um, to Frog Keith in the equipment room, to Doug Melton in the mail room. Like everyone, and like, all those guys are still doing. here. They're all still here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I went back this last summer and introduced my kids to these people. And my kids have awesome. like, eye rolls like, like, oh, yeah, Doug Melton. The, the male. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This guy, he never stops smiling. Yeah. I go, you can learn from this guy. Like, this guy, like, if you're having a bad day, if you can't feel your back because you got drilled by Ted Bruschi or whatever, like, like this guy makes you feel better. Like, like surround yourself around people that make you feel better. And, that, and that's what that whole building is. Yeah, no, Dallas, uh, that is true. That's what this building's like. And it's, it's uh, everyone helping one another and – you know, it's everyone helping you during your rookie season. Now, talking about your rookie season and, and talking about what who the coach just drafted this year, they drafted a tight end in the fifth round, will be a rookie this year from from Miami, Will, will Mallory, I'm sorry. Now, if you had an opportunity to talk to him, what advice would you give him going into training camp and to get ready for his first regular season? I would, I would tell Will, you know, what I would tell all rookies. I'm like, right now – like you have, you have a chance. They, so you did someone, you impressed the scout, you impressed the general manager, you impressed them somebody, right? You did, you, you did enough work to get a place at the table. Now they're going to come around here in a few months and they're going to, they're going to get the, you know, leave, you know, tables have leaves in them and, and they, and they can make the table smaller. Right. And, and in a couple months, they're going to make this table way smaller, you know, and, but you have a chance, right? Right now you have an equal amount. I don't care when you're drafted, if you're a free agent, all that matters nothing because you have to do the same work whether you're a first first rounder, a free agent. You have to do the same type of work. 
And and I think guys, like, when you're kind of in that environment, I think guys kind of, like, sometimes pick the wrong people to follow. And, 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 and they might feel like, gosh, normally I'd, I'd be working harder. Normally I'd be doing something. But, gosh, this guy doesn't seem like – like, I, I would say show – coaches show them the front office that you are willing to do anything everything at any time to never like special teams doesn't matter i mean like just to be in the weight room to 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 hey what else can i do be be a bug in their ear hey hey i you know i struggle at this like i can't uh, you know uh tight reach you know i can't i can't reach the end or whatever mm-hmm. my footwork is terrible get in your coach hey got film give me something and just be a student of the game and, 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 and just, I mean, immerse yourself into the environment and, 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 and understand that this is your job. you got one chance. And to use the people in that building, I, I tell people every time, like everyone in there wants you to succeed. Yes. That's, that's the beauty of those people. They're there because they love what they do and they love helping people. They want to help you. Uh, this doesn't mean like, hey, yo, go make me a, a sandwich. That's no, no, no. That's not. That's not helping. That's rude. Uh, th- it's like, hey, you know, I need to gain weight. I needs to be good weight. What can I do to, you know, uh, you know, all that stuff. Like it just, it, it's from the second you wake up and the last thing you think about when you go to bed. It, it's got to be on your mind, and that's the best thing about this job is you have to commit a hundred percent to it. Otherwise. You know, all you're left is with like, oh, gosh, man, you know, because what's the worst thing that kids, you know, like, oh, I could have, oh, if it wasn't for this, you know, the, the thing you want, because a lot of those guys, you know, we all get cut, we all get fired, we all have that. And the last thing you want to look in the mirror and go, you know what, damn, I, 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 didn't, I didn't give it everything. I, you know, I could have, mm-hmm. you know, I should have, you know, oh, man, there's nothing better than looking in the mirror like, you know what, I freaking crushed it. And it just, you know, I got hurt or, you know, what I was doing everything right. I, I felt great. Uh, but it, you know, it just didn't, it just didn't work. You know, that's okay. You know, but I promise if you do it right, a door is going to open, especially in this organization where your next, your next path and your next step will be definitely defined because you're, you're mm-hmm. because of the people in that, in that, in that building. And so, but here's a, it's a two way street. You can't just walk in and say, Hey, Give me a starting job, or hey, I'm gonna do. It's like no, 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 no. You, you got, you got to go earn it. it. You got to go take it. Dallas, doubling back to to your time here in Indianapolis. You know, when when you played for the Colts, um, you played on teams or a franchise that won seven division titles, two conference championships, one Super Bowl, and I know you talked about you know moving back home and and like. Uh, being uh, you know away from Indianapolis to have a little bit of a, a different identity, right? To not be necessarily Dallas Clark, the football player, not Dallas Clark, the former great. But how often do you sit back and just say, "Damn, like what a run! What a special era!" That's going to be really hard to replicate. I mean, how often do you find yourself thinking about how special that time was? I, I try not to, but, but, you know, there's certain, what's kind of crazy is, you know, like my dad was one of them and there's a lot of people like when someone would ask me for my autograph and like, Hey, do it, you know, cause they're not always going to ask for your autograph, you know? And it's like, you know what? I'm 40 freaking three years old and people are still asking for my autograph. It, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but I, I think it's just kind of, it, it, it's an impression that it, it, it's lasting a long time. I mean, I, I think it just kind of speaks for itself. I mean, if it wasn't such a big deal, 
like I think I would have fizzled off like a like a you know like a candle you know right. so I mean it, it, it's one of those things I feel like it was such a special group and obviously I mean it, it's the Peyton Manning effect let's let's not let's not kid ourselves I mean you know but but I you know I, I feel like it's all the pieces that you know we we did some special things and and what's great about that is like we we created a culture and we 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 set expectations that you look back you're like man. We're, we're kind of greedy. Like, I mean, we, we, we didn't settle for mediocre. I mean, we, we never, I mean, that was never, I mean, it was, I mean, it was straight win our division, win, win, you know, win, win the conference, win the Super Bowl. You know, that's kind of, that was kind of our three steps to success uh, via Coach Dungy, you know. And so it's one of those things that, yeah, you, you can look back. Yeah, you do look back. But what I love about it the most is it, for whatever reason, it gives a chance, and because my my kids are at that that age, it's it's awesome to you know to go to their tournaments and to have some kids like like hey, did you play in the you know and all you know so for a split second I have them, mm-hmm. I have them right right. And I can look them in the eye and I can tell them hey, are you working hard? Hey, how's how's ball going? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you like do you like do you like football? Do you like baseball? Do you like yeah? Hey, what's what's the tough whatever? I I can I can engage. Listen, I'm not going to say I'm going to change his life for the, you know, but for a split second, I can look in this kid's eye. And for whatever reason, because I played this game and because we did so well, I got his attention mm-hmm. and her, her attention. And I can, and I can just say, Hey, you're going to be, you're going to be great. You're, you're going to do great things if you want to like, Hey, find your passion, find, whatever the little message that the Lord puts on that and connecting with complete strangers is amazing. And, and to be able to just tell a kid and Hey, Hey, pick your head up. Great job. Hey, you know, whatever it is, like, it's just, it's something that just, you know, will resonate and, and, and will have a, a longing effect more than the, the games. Right. I mean, I, I think that's the part that I love the most is that it's not sitting there talking about how awesome we were. It's just the, 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 the feeling that, that, that kids like just all of a sudden, like instantly like, Oh, I should look up to you. And, and for me, it's like instantly I should be like, Hey, I have a chance here. Instead of like, yeah, 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 we're awesome. Yeah, Peyton, he's cool. You know, it's just like, hey, why don't we just take it a little step further and 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 ask this kid, like, hey, how are we doing? Hey, how how how's school? Whatever. And 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 I don't know. And I and and what that does, who knows? If they might go and eat their, you know, eat their fruit snacks and, and forget about it. That's cool. You know, but if there's a kid here and there that that kind of, I don't know. I needed to hear that. I need. I needed someone to pat. You know. I needed. I needed encouraging today. You know. And and or I needed challenge that day. Or whatever it is. I think that's the part that that's really cool. That that we you don't really think you sign up for. Yeah, that that is that is neat, Dallas. And, and I agree with you. And you know, you're talking about leaving an impression on people. And one of the things that left an impression on me was your, of course, your play on the field. But beyond that was in a time where receivers and tight ends wear gloves out there in the football field to catch, catch the football. When you played, you didn't wear gloves. And I noticed that. That's something that stood out to me. And, and I was wondering, why didn't you wear gloves while you played, Dallas? You went pretty much barehanded uh, for the most part. And if you did wear gloves, it may have been once or twice that I can remember that you wore gloves, but I really don't think you did. Um, so what was the reason why you didn't wear gloves? I wore I, – so when I so – I, Earlier, I said uh, about two hours ago when, when we started talking. I apologize. I, I, I like talking, but I, I talked about I played linebacker, right? So, growing up, my brother Derek, uh, he was my hero. Dan, uh, my hero. He was a quarterback at a Division three school. My brother played linebacker at Iowa State, the, the enemy. 
Um, but but watching him play like that—that's when I—that's when I had they're playing as a night game. His very first game as Iowa State, he he transferred as a grad uh, as a junior college. It's a night game. They're playing Wyoming. I'm sitting in the the nosebleed seats, and guys, like to this day, I can smell it, I can see it, and I can—it's all clear. And I and I remember like I want to do this. And I was a junior, and I was still kind of like I love basketball. I loved all these. I love baseball. Baseball and basketball are two sports I probably like tried the most like i practiced the most um but i see it i'm like i want to do this and so from then on it was like i want to be a linebacker like my brother and so um so i played linebacker and i'm at iowa uh getting there that's a whole nother podcast story but uh i, I get to iowa and i'm playing linebacker and i suck and I, <laughs> but i got the neck roll i got the gloves you know everything right so coach says all right you're switching to tight end i said heck no but a year later, he, he kept pushing, kept pushing. I was like, no, I'm going to be like my brother. I'm going to be better than my brother. And he was like, Dallas, you are not. You stink. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll play tight end. So I made that switch that spring. It was 2000. Um, and I made the switch. And so my best friend, Kyle McCann, he's our quarterback. That whole spring, every day, it was kind of like that camaraderie that with Peyton. It was just the same thing. Like, you know, going to Foxborough, playing in front of Lucas Oil, like all that stuff's fun, guys. But truly, it's the summer running routes, just jawing with the defense guys, you know, just, just playing with your friend. I mean, give me that. Give me that. Like, that's that's That's, that's what football. It, that's what it's about. That's football. That, I know what everyone fans see. Like, oh, my God, catching the game when he touched, you know, all that bull crap. Yeah, that's cool. But it's 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 the people, right? So what does that mean? It, it's, it's, it's going to work with those guys. It, it's going to 8 o'clock, you know, 6 o'clock workout, and then going on the field and running routes or conditioning with these guys watching guys puke because <laughs> they haven't been conditioning all that good stuff. I mean, it's just, it's, that's football. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm 2000. That's that spring, summer. I'm, I'm running routes and I'm wearing gloves because that's what, you know, and I felt like a, a linebacker. I'm like, screw that. I'm taking these gloves off. So I took gloves off and oh my Lord, it was like, I mean, the college football, let's, let's, let's not care. So it's the best, easiest thing to catch. I mean, it's just, it's perfect. It's huge. I mean, it's just perfectly round. It's just perfect. Catching it, catching it, I'm like, yeah, this is it. And so then I go to the NFL, bigger ball, you know, doesn't have the stripe to kind of see it and all that stuff. So I'm just like, uh, you know, I, I, I think I, I, I'm still going to do it. And so it was just one of those things. Like, I felt like an athlete. I felt like a receiver. I felt like a tight end with no gloves, which is so mm-hmm. I, 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 so backwards. But uh, but it, it was – it was, and then I, you're, I – so I, I never wore gloves with the Colts, but then, like, when we're – we played in Chicago. I was with the Ravens, and I put on gloves because it was just terrible uh, wind, and and like I don't know, it was just it was kind of like usually when rain, like gloves don't work in rain. But it, I've never played in it, the wind. Was hey, do you know they call Chicago Windy City? Anyway, <laughs> but uh, but uh, it was insane. Um, That's why I yeah, thought I saw I, you wore I, some gloves at the time. That's why I said maybe one or two yeah. times I thought I saw you yeah. wore some gloves. Yeah. So it just—it was just one of those things that, and then obviously I started dislocating fingers and breaking fingers, and then you know the tape comes in play, and, and so, so then the tape just kind of became my—that was kind of my safety blanket. Like I, you know, I put the tape on the knuckles and and uh, you know, and and then the wristbands because the wristbands were actually stopping from the sweat to get down to my hands to try to keep my hands somewhat dry. Yeah. Um, and during you know during Terre Haute days, you know. Changing wristbands in the middle of practice. Oh, man. I mean, good oh, yeah. Lord. 8, 8 a.m. I mean, 
there's nowhere moving in Terra. I don't know if you've been to nothing. down in that little gully. Nothing. It's there's a valley down there. Nothing. Yeah. Rose Holman. Oh, God bless you people down there. I, I thank God for smart people. Uh, I, I, that's the only ways I, was, I would be allowed on that campus is to go either mow the lawn or <laughs> go play football on the lawn. Other than that, they would not. They 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 have no need for me there. <laughs> Well, Dallas, you, you caught more passes, you caught more touchdowns than any tight end in the history of this franchise. I know you're not going to say it, so I'll say it for you. You are the greatest tight end in the history of the Indianapolis Colts. I know you're not going to go there because you're a pretty humble guy. I'm saying you no, are because, over a guy like John Mackey, right? John Mackey's on that list. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, like, Forget about it. I don't. You can throw numbers. John Mackey. Come on, well, like John, like John Mackey, like what he did for the game. I mean, not only for the Colts, but sure, for the game of football. I mean, come on, like that, and and to be able to meet that guy was when I won the Mackey Award. I went out out mm-hmm. east. I think it was Connecticut. I forget where they give. I think it's uh, oh, I forget where it was. It was some awesome dinner, and met him and his beautiful wife, and 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 that was when his dementia was was getting pretty strong, and so. You know, just to see him, to be able to converse with him, and I know he wasn't always in on the conversation, but to but to be able to be in the presence of him, and to win his award, his statue, and to see him, and then obviously as a young buck from Iowa, not knowing really, like, but to be able to learn, like, and that's the whole thing about learning this game, learning about you know the people before you, learning, right. you know, the 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 rich history, and and. <laughs> And to see, you know, watch film, watch this guy. I mean, it's like, holy cow, he – okay, that's that, – yeah, end of the story. Like, that, that's the guy. That is – and to, to see him and to, and to meet him was – before he passed uh, was, was one of the greatest. Uh, and then to go to the franchise um, where he, you mm-hmm. know, he made his mark. And, I mean, it's just – and to pass him? Are you freaking kidding? And then, I mean, and then to pass him, I passed his touchdown record – in Baltimore, um, that's right. On a one hand, on the one-handed catch, I, I, I had a crappy. I mean, I didn't. I think it was the only catch I th- caught. Like, it was just a sh- crappy game, and but I catch. I make that one-handed catch that you know, and but it was that one's was the, the one record breaker. And, mm-hmm. and it was just like, holy cow! Like this is, this is huge. This is like, I mean, this is like, I am never ever taken for granted like that. I, he's he's. He sets a bar that will never be reached. Yeah, you can talk about numbers, yeah. but he has another bar that is just well, is untouchable. Well, Bill, that's exactly how I thought Dallas would would go. Yes. Right, that's exactly how I thought that's you would answer that question. That's who he is. You are the greatest tight end I ever saw playing a Colts uniform. All right, let's <laughs> let's let's rephrase it. Make it now. We can all agree as far as that goes. But no, because Marcus. See, now no, see, no. I, no, see, no, I'm not. I love. Listen, I love Marcus Pollard. Okay, we all love oh, Marcus Pollard, but I'm not going to let you have that one. Uh, that, all right. Uh, what that guy taught me about this league. Uh, I understand that. I, I, yeah, he's the man. I understand but, uh, that. No. Well, my my uh, my last one, my last one for you, Dallas, because uh, I know you gotta you gotta get back to everything that you're doing, and we Department. can't. Well, we, 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 I mean, you want to you eat today? Don't <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Food on the table. No question about it. So we can't thank you enough for your time. But you just talked about a great catch. That was the record-breaking catch. My favorite, one of my favorite moments of yours. You got to remember, Dallas. I'm I'm from here, and I grew up here, and I grew up a Colts fan. I was just a, 
uh, an adolescent. I was a teenage kid that just watched the Colts every Sunday because that's what you did. So my favorite catch of yours was in Miami, actually, on a Monday night football game. You run down the middle of the field. You're running a seam. Peyton puts it a little bit out in front of you. You have to tip it to yourself about four or five times. You run it down. Then you run in stride for about a 60-yard touchdown. You know, big moment. I think it was the the first series of the game. Do you have a favorite catch or a favorite touchdown in your career? You almost told that catch perfectly. You forgot about when I ran over the safety. So you cannot leave that part. <laughs> That's right. I'm a top, I, now I'm I need a to go YouTube it. Yeah. I need to. I ran over the safety. I, I didn't catch the license plate number. I was going too fast. Right. I, mean, I was gone. Uh, you know what's funny about that game? So that game, unbelievable environment. I mean, there's like there's something about like Miami, Jacksonville, Taylor, like those those stadiums, and I mean, you feel so fast, like that 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 that, that bent grass, whatever they you know, right, whatever the grass. It is. I mean, you feel like Michael Johnson. I mean, you feel so fast, and it's and I remember we were sitting there, and Miami, obviously, party town. They play, they play um, um, Black Eyed Peas. I got a feeling, and it's this new, and it's their new song. I don't know where I was. I must have been in the film room. I had not heard that song, and they're playing that song before the game. And I'm just like, I'm like, dang, this song is, this thing is, yeah, smoking. This one works. And, and I, I, yeah, and I'm talking to Fletcher. And I'm like, our, our other tight end, like Fletch. I go, is this an old song? Like he's like, no, he's, this is new. I'm like, geez, this is. And I don't know. So blame the Black Eyed Peas, uh, Dolphins, and, and, your, and your dang fast grass. But I mean, I was, I was hyped. I mean, it was like, all right, let's go. And then Peyton just threw. I mean, first play of the game, never, you know, it was it, never done that before. That was incredible. So yeah, that was fun. But mine, back to your original question, I, you know, my favorite has to be, um, it, it's the, it's the Baltimore, uh, not the tight end, or not the, not the, not the touchdown catches, the playoff game. Yeah. Where there's like 30, 30 field goals. Uh, I think we won 15 to nine. You did, yes. Um, and, and, and it was just one of those, like, if you do the quick math, people at home, 15 to nine, what does a touchdown do? Oh, crap, we lose, right? And it was just one of those, like, both teams were just like on the cusp of like having that big play and it's just going to break your heart. Like it was just going to just put the nail in the coffin, but no team did it. And it was just like, good Lord, it's like, oh, you know, offensively, you felt the pressure, like, cannot give them the ball, cannot give them the ball. And we're going down. We have the ball, like, two minutes, three minutes left. It's just, I mean, we can ice it with a first down. It's third down and, like, nine. That's right. And we call a 10-yard out route and the freaking, I mean, and, and here we go, Baltimore. I mean, they, they, they are so smart. They're so good. Forget Ivy, maybe I can't. I think it was Corey. I can't remember who was guarding me. He runs the route for me. I keep the dang route back to me. And I, and I, I remember coming out of the break. I'm like, oh, sh- pain's not gonna throw me the ball. And I remember turning. I'm like, holy crap! He threw it, and he threw it wide, obviously, because that's the only. And so I just remember, you know, just throwing out a hand because that's all I. I mean, just get some fingers on it. That that ball rolled up my arm. I mean, it was like. Holy crap, yeah. I just came up. I mean, talk about nail. That was the nail. No doubt. And we go down and uh and run that you know, run more time off the clock and steal the game and we, we, we get we get to go and go to well uh RCA dome mm-hmm. and go play our uh, our, our beautiful friends Patriots. Uh, the yeah. Patriots. Beat so, them to go to the uh, Super so Bowl that, to so win. That, and and then and then to go to the Super Bowl. So I mean it was just that you know, and just that whole like 
that playoff run, I mean, that, I mean, that was like, I mean, I you know came back from my injury and just, I mean, I you talk about a zone. I mean, it was just like, I mean, I mean, Dion in his prime couldn't cover me. Like, I, <laughs> maybe, no maybe, chance. Uh, maybe, but not not today, buddy. Not today. Like it was. Uh, uh, maybe Mel Blunt. I mean, he. I, 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 I he came and talked to us, and I remember, like, Coach Dungey, like, oh, wait, he's a corner? Like, yeah. what in the world? Like, that guy is a grown-ass man. And, uh, I mean, it was just – he might have been able to cover me. So, But uh, it was it, it was it was a great run. Yeah. I, I remember exactly where I was uh, during that game. I remember the emotion I had when you did make that game-sealing one-handed snag. It was remarkable. Uh, just, just so many memories. Again, like I said, growing up here, watching that team, watching that era of greatness, as I always like to say, 12-4 and four every year, winning the AFC South, going to the playoffs, hosting playoff games. And, again, you're one of our favorites yes. because of what you mean to the Colts, because of what you're still doing to give back. Uh, you're an amazing person, Dallas. We can't thank you enough for your time today. We got a million questions that we didn't get into because we could just talk to you forever, <laughs> all sorry. day long. No, 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 no that's, that's great. <laughs> no, that's sorry. that's I, us. I, we. I know the Iron Man. The Iron Man <laughs> and, uh, it took a little bit. I, I got. I haven't talked about that in a while, and it's just kind of that. Uh, yeah, I, I apologize. That was no. no we no, love. We love to hear that passion. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear that passion, yeah. Dallas. Thank you. We we want to do five different podcasts with you. Talk about those Iowa <laughs> days, but we know we got to let you run oh, to get back buddy. with that family and. And that beautiful farm. So, again, can't thank you enough. We hope that we see you in Indianapolis here soon, hopefully. Enjoy your Absolutely. summer. Best of luck with everything. And, again, just a million thanks for all your uh, for all your time today. Hey, and, and when I come back, to, when I, I'm going to come to Indy here soon and, and present that check, that check to uh, Peyton's Children's Hospital. So oh, fantastic. I will let you guys know. Yes, and, please do. Uh, and, and, and we'll make sure uh, we can say hi again. And, and I can't thank you guys enough for the support. And uh, and all of you Colts fans out there, it's going to be a fun year. Let's go. Have a great summer. Be safe and be healthy. And uh, can't wait to see you soon. Indeed, you're the awesome. man. Thank you so much, Thanks, Dallas. Dallas. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Matt.